Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on your Monday. I am here on the screen, but most likely I'm actually home with my newborn baby. So pray for me. Clark and I are recording this early just so that way I get to talk about Genesis 9 with you. Um, but I am most likely not here right now. So anyway, excited to talk about Noah and his covenant. But before we get there, Clark and I, really Clark, is just going to do a brief little review about where we've been in Genesis because it is, you know, it's just a big story and it kind of builds off of each other. So take it away. Genesis 1. We've got (laughs) the macro view of creation from a 10,000 foot view, God commanding and there being light and darkness and shrubs and birds and fish and Eventually, people, Genesis 2, God zooms in to the Garden of Eden and gives you a micro view of his relationship with Adam, Adam's relationship with the rest of creation, and then eventually the creation of Eve. As Adam and Eve are fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, Genesis 3, sin comes into the world. It is um, devastating. Adam and Eve are banned from the Garden of Eden. Genesis 4, you've got Cain and Abel who are their offspring, and you have the first murder in the Bible. You see that that comes from the heart of humanity and mankind. Uh, when you yeah. flip to Genesis 5, you have a, a lineage from uh, Adam to Noah to try to catch up to where you're at. And then mm. from 6, 7, and 8, you just see the wickedness of the world and God's yeah. desire to cleanse and heal what was once beautiful and pure mm. from sin. And so this image of the flood is picked up in the New Testament when uh, they're teaching on baptism and how baptism symbolizes the washing away of sin and new life. They go back to the creation account at times. And so here we have the end of the flood account in Noah, and God makes a covenant with Noah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important because it's kind of like, okay, really, I mean, I think we read somewhere how it's almost like there's two floods because there's this, it's just evil. Like we read about when, before the flood happens, how every inclination of the heart of man was evil and there's evil has just taken over and God, Yahweh's, you know, in his patience and in his steadfastness, just is like, this is not my heart for Mm -hmm. you. And so that was kind of the first flood evil. And now we're in chapter nine where they've, you know, survived Noah's family, you know, made the ark. I I just love the story. My kids love the story. And so we read, you know, about the rainbow and kind of this covenant now and essentially God's ushering them in back into relationship saying like, this is what it's supposed to be like, do this, live like this now. And so, Um, In the beginning of chapter nine, right away in verse one, you read, then God blessed Noah and his sons and told them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. So that sounds really familiar. Yeah. It goes right back to Genesis one and two, the creation account. And then in verses two and three, all the animals of the earth, all the birds of the sky, all the small animals that scurry along the ground and all the fish in the sea will look on you with fear and terror. I have placed them in your power. Mm -hmm. And so that's another, like, that sounds just like God with Adam, that he was over, you know, the creation. What? Yeah. Like God, but now it's different because now beforehand there was, there was harmony between humans and sure. animals. And now what we're reading here is now there's terror. Right. Now mm-hmm. it's like the relationship is mm-hmm. different because sin has entered the world. So it's only going to spiral and get worse. Mm-hmm. And so from this point on, you're seeing God say, hey, humanity, 
here's what you ask for. You ask for life without me. Everything mm. is tainted. Like the wind and the waves are tainted. Yeah. The deer and the alligator, they're tainted. You know, sharks, tainted. Your relationship with each other, tainted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You need to come back to the Lord and following the Lord, that's the only hope you actually have. So here again, you're seeing like, hey, look, there's change in relationship with the way people are going to react to each other mm. and even humans to animals themselves. Yeah. Like now there's... That mosquitoes start biting people here. And right. Or like lions want to eat you. Yeah. Right? We talk about that with our kids, actually. There's like, well, there's images, you know, in kids' Bibles where Adam's like lying next to a crocodile. Uh, yeah. Like Crocagator. a gator. <laughs> Alligator, <laughs> crocodile. Yeah. And, and so we talk about that, like how really, you know, when Jesus comes back and the restoration of all, like, this is how it was meant to be. Like, harmony. So that's a good distinction. Yeah. Cal's mind was blown. He's like, Dad, Wait, there are going to be dinosaurs in heaven. I was like, yeah, I think there will I be. Mean, I think yeah. there'll be all of representatives of all creation mm. there. Just think that Cal can ride T Rex's back and he'll be really happy about it. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, so another distinction that as you move forward that comes about is in five and six. Is that right, Clark? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's talking about. You want to read that to us? Sure. And this is the NLT version, FYI, if you're following along. And I will require the blood of anyone who takes another person's life. If a wild animal kills a person, it must die. And if anyone who murders a fellow human must die. If anyone takes a human life, that person's life will also be taken by human hands. For God made human beings in his own image. Mm -hmm. So wait, what? Yeah. So essentially what (laughs) happened here is you compare and contrast this with God's heart in Genesis 1 and 2. Mm. Now we're living in a world with sin and God's saying, you got what you wanted. You got life without God. Mm. And now to even try to create a a semblance of harmony and balance in the world, if anybody is going to start going to kill people, you have to have justice and and create Mm. consequences so that people just don't run around and do this all the time. So does God like right. want people to kill people? Absolutely not. What he's right. saying is look back at Genesis 4 right. and you have, okay, life was great. Now sins entered the world. What does human do with their freedom? Right. Uh, Cain kills Abel. Mm-hmm. And then you have this guy named Lamech who wants to have multiple wives, which again is not God's design. Mm. It's human's design. And usually it never, it never goes well. And this guy is full of hatred yeah. and revenge and God's going, <laughs> look what you got. You made your bed and I got to sleep in it. Mm -hmm. And so here in this passage, he's really talking about capital punishment saying, Mm -hmm. you got to find a way to create order at this time. Because if you have a bunch of canes and lamics running around, which is what it is, there's not going to be any of you left. So it's not God's Mm -hmm. heart. It's not what he wants. It's not his desire. He's saying to them, this is anti God. God is pro creator. He is pro life. He wants people to flourish and be respected and honored. Mm. And now when people call their own shots and do their own thing, that's not what happens. Because then if you um, compare that to what he says next in in Genesis 9, you see God's heart come back into full view. I'm going to read you a number of verses here. It's verses 9 through 17. And just hear God's heart behind this. God says, I now establish my covenant with you. And your descendants after you. So a covenant, again, is uh, an, a legal agreement, almost a contract between two parties. In this case, it's become between a, a supreme being, God, and a much lesser party being humans. We can't hold up our end of the deal. So when you fast forward to the life of Abraham, you see God makes this covenant on behalf of humanity with himself because he knows right. we're going to trip up and fall. 
So God is saying, I make a covenant with your mm-hmm. descendants and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is a sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I've set my rainbow in the clouds Mm -hmm. and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all the living creatures in every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I'll see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on earth. So God Mm. said to Noah, this is a sign of the covenant I have established between uh, me and all life on earth. So essentially, when you see a rainbow, I hope you, I say this sincerely, I hope you don't think about the LGBTQIA plus community. I hope you think about Genesis 9. Because that's when the rainbow came to be of importance. God's saying, this Mm. is a reminder of my love for all I've created. Notice this covenant's not even with just God's people. It's with living right. creatures. It's with the trees. It's with the bird. It's with the, the water. Hmm. He's saying, I want life to flourish. And so I'm giving you this rainbow to be a reminder. Mm-hmm. This is who I am and this is what my heart is like. So God is the God of life. And that was so clear up until the point of sin. And then humans take life. You know, and he just keeps relentlessly pursuing us. I'm thinking right now, I was actually reminded of the Sally Lloyd-Jones Jesus Storybook Bible. And as we've read that with our kids, one of the things that she says is that God has set his bow in the clouds. And the the bow that she kind of talks about is the picture of a rainbow, but how it's kind of this archery bow and mm-hmm. how it's pointing back up at heaven. Because really, like Clark has said before, all of the Bible is pointing to Jesus and our understanding and complete revelation of who God is in him. And so really how the the story of of Noah is no different, that sin has taken over, that God has to come and rescue his people again. And so setting the bow in the clouds is just that picture that really, you know, the the final arrow is coming for the heart of God and Jesus, because Jesus comes he rescues the bride, he rescues his people, and then he dies, he lays down his life. And so he's resurrected again, but just really how, I mean, ultimately from Genesis all the way to Revelation, it's this story about God's love and his desire for relationship with us, which is Mm -hmm. just, you know, overwhelming. Because right away, again, (laughs) after you read about this covenant, you read about how Noah's family messes it up. Then like Clark said later on, Abraham, we just don't get it right in humanity. (laughs) No. So, <laughs> so hey, but Genesis is so it's so important. This is the beginning yeah. of the Bible, so you got to sit into it, and Very it helps fun. you understand the beauty of who God is and what Jesus did mm-hmm. when you read this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's still natural to every human's heart yep. is to take and steal and to benefit oneself. And God's saying, "I'm a God who gives, yeah. and I want you to have life and life to the full." So, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Keep reading Genesis. Keep plodding through it, even when it's murky and hard to digest (laughs) and understand and hopefully the podcast is used of the lord to make some sense of it yeah god bless you have a great week the lord bless you and keep you make his face shine on you and be gracious to you the lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace have a great day